Hello again. This is Matt Kane at MattKane.com on November 20th, 2005. Today my topics are Gene Schmidt, Pat Robertson, and Squirrel. I can't decide who's wackier, Ohio's Gene Schmidt or Pat Robertson. I've written a pair of limericks about Gene Schmidt's outrageous house floor speech in which he called John Mercer a coward because of his Iraq withdrawal plan. Here's the first one, which is called A Rep from Ohio Named Gene. A rep from Ohio named Gene called John Mercer a coward. How mean! The Dems were quite riled at her unprovoked bile. She'd be Hackett? How sad and obscene. The second one is called A Rep from Ohio Quite Dower. A Rep from Ohio Quite Dower had the nerve to call Mirtha a coward. She was forced to back off it. Her seat she should forfeit. I can't wait till Miss Schmidt disempowered. Now I did mention that uh, Gene Schmidt has some competition in the WAC job department. Here's my limerick about Pat Robertson, who, when Pennsylvania voters removed intelligent design aficionados from their school board, proclaimed that God might forsake Dover because of their vote. It's called Pat Robertson Does Dover. The Dover folks showed their defiance when they mixed ID preaching with science. Then Pat Robertson freaked, God won't save you, he shrieked. If you're stricken, just skip prayer reliance. Okay, now you might remember that I mentioned I'd also be talking about squirrels today. Now I know that's off topic from my usual political topics but I also do frequently write humor about other subjects. Some time ago I wrote a piece about a squirrel house invasion and I was reminded of it when I read in Skippy's blog about a recently discovered unique complex squirrel speak language which, which has now to a large extent been translated by scientists. Now, while that's rather impressive, I still have to say I don't want those damn critters in my house. Anyway, I thought you might enjoy hearing, for a change, some non-political humor. So here's the piece I wrote some time ago about squirrels called A Squirrelly Lesson. Being a feminist, even a moderate feminist like me, can make it tough to dodge duties unsuited to the squeamish. In my case, squirrel removal. Like most people, I prefer my squirrels outdoors. So I wasn't exactly pleased when a squirrel decided to invade my turf. One morning last winter, when I was barely awake and shuffling down our basement stairs, something with a bushy tail flashed past me, mere inches from my toes. So I ask you, what's a feminist to do? Yell hysterically? Scream for help? Well, yes. 
I also scrambled up the steps, slammed the door, and told myself the scroll would find its own way out. For the next few hours, I wondered what my squirrel was up to. I even tried to talk myself into marching downstairs and facing him down, or creeping downstairs and checking things out, or opening the cellar door just a crack, peering down the steps and shutting the door fast before the squirrel became suspicious. What kind of feminist was I? I asked myself as I paced the floor above the intruder. Surely Gloria Steinem would stand her ground with a tiny rodent. Thank goodness I wasn't famous enough to be a Rush Limbaugh target. Then the Nazi hypocritical wimp Madeline began Canaan as scared of a wee little squirrel, he'd surely say, if he knew I existed. It takes a tough man to dispose of a tender squirrel. I'm embarrassed to admit that I remained safely upstairs and awaited my husband's return from work. But when he finally heard my tale of the bushy tail, he insisted it must have been a cat. All I had to do, said he, was go downstairs, walk several yards to our cellar's outer door, and let the feline out. So, would he take care of it? No, he wasn't that sure it was a cat. Did you know it's even harder to hire a squirrel hunter than to employ a plumber on a Saturday night? Nobody would take the job, although one fellow helpfully furnished some do-it-yourself advice. Just leave your outside door open, sprinkle flour near the exit, and watch for portraits, he said. We did as he suggested, although we suspected that more wildlife would wander in than out. Every morning for the next three days, Mark and I reluctantly braved the basement, hoping to spot corporate facing the right direction. But our flower remained virginal. One day, desperation for clean underwear overcame queasiness, and I gingerly approached the washer. Not quite gingerly enough, I'm afraid, for I promptly tripped over something furry and dead. Not only had the squirrel sneaked into our cellar, but he had the audacity to croak there. Being a mature adult feminist, I calmly disposed of the caucus, right? Well, not exactly. I screamed, bolted upstairs, and left the wretched, wretch-inducing chore for my mate. I didn't claim that it's a man's job when I asked Mark to dispose of the corpse. I'd never do that. Instead, I'd argued that I'd done my share. Had I not spotted the squirrel alive and tripped over it dead? Besides, the next time Mark would claim I'd seen a cat. We negotiated one floor away from the decomposing corpse. Finally, Mark agreed to deal with it, but not before extracting my pledge to get rid of the next dead squirrel that crossed our path. It seemed a safe promise at the time. What I didn't know then is that squirrels enjoy doing acrobatics on branches one gazillionth their weight, and that several months later, a chunky, failed trapeze artist squirrel would plummet to its death in our yard. 
and then Locke would say, your turn, and escape to the sanctuary of his office. I'll admit it, as I faced that second squirrel, I yearned to beg Mark to make it go away. Dead squirrel disposal was a man's job, I longed to say. But this time I knew where my responsibility lay, on a broken, bloody pile. Yes, 50-50 means 50-50, even when you're talking dead squirrels. So I shoveled the rodent remains into a trash bag, hosed the yard down, and celebrated with a shower. Only one task remained, a phone call to, to Mark, in which I left this message, one that was sure to make the rounds of his office. It's safe to come home, Mark, I said, as disposed of the dead squirrel. I never said feminists can't be braggarts. Well, that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. If you'd like to read the text version of my limericks and of my squirrel piece, just go to mattkane.com, click on my Notables web blog, and scroll down to the November 20th entry. Goodbye for now, and thanks for listening.